Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, it's a Flash After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're breaking down Season 3, Episode 6 called Shade. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, hello. It's the Flash After Show. There's my song <laughs> cue, baby. Oh, I love the song. How's everybody doing? So good. Good, good. Let's do some intros and we'll get right to it. I'm Jeffrey Masters. I tweet from Jeff Masters 1. I'm Yell Teagle. You can find me everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And I am live in the chat reading all of your comments. So keep commenting. <laughs> and I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Yeah, and if you want to watch live, we tape at 9.15 Pacific Standard Time. 9.10. 910? 910. 910. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't, we love tweeting with you throughout the week, so thank you for that. Thank you for the iTunes reviews. Thank you for the YouTube comments. Thank you for the ones that are yet to come. Okay. Yeah. We've got our pleasantries out of the way. <laughs> now we'll say what I actually feel. This was, episode was all over the place for me. Oh, interesting. There was things that I was obsessed with, and then there was things that I would have driven my car over and then there were things that I would have like stopped my car to like move out of the way but I would not have like put back <laughs> into my car this is a metaphor working for anybody no oh, yeah totally okay cool we'll drop I'm it I'm really like concerned it. about your car though 50-50 <laughs> great yeah it's a Nissan Versa <laughs> has a great turn radius okay um, how did y'all feel about this I felt like there was too much in this episode which is really funny because I feel like two episodes ago or last episode it's been so long since we've done the show that i remember going this episode didn't have enough in it and i feel like this week had too much i'm goldilocks everything is not right um and i i kind of wish shade the character was not part of it because i think if you took out that then the episode was fine i think it just was an extra thing because there was so much other stuff that we had to deal with. I, I will say, though, that I probably dinged the show last season for being so formulaic and, like, the episodic nature of a show. And, like, there's a villain, and you defeat the villain, and then the episode ends. And this season is going the exact opposite direction, mm-hmm. where each big bad of the week is not the central focus of the episode. And I've been asking for that for two seasons, so I have to give them props. Because um, I'm not thinking they watch our show, but I'm thinking <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist. Yeah. <laughs> right. What do you think, Dari? Um... I, I agree that there were a lot of storylines. Um, we got a lot. Of, there was a, there were a lot of things that I liked about it. Um, specifically, a lot of the Wally stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, Joe dating stuff. Um, I mean, I wish that Shade had gotten his own episode. Is kind of my agreement with you guys in that they didn't go into his backstory. They didn't really talk about who he was. But he's he's. Typically a, a flash villain. He he's not necessarily part of the rogues gallery, gallery, but he like jumps in every so often. So like I would have liked mostly because I would have enjoyed seeing the top hat and the cane and all that stuff. Um, but like I felt like he was just kind of thrown away this time around, which but was which was a bummer. 
that's probably why I feel like he was unnecessary to the episode. Because we didn't get the character. We got, there is some guy, we're calling him Shade. He strangled a guy, he showed up, and then we got him. We're done. Right. Yeah, I would have liked to see a little bit more of his motivation. Like, why kill that stock guy? Why attack <laughs> a, a movie theater or a, a, an outdoor movie? You know? Uh we got a lot of story with the stock man who died. <laughs> yeah, I learned so much. Yeah, I was expecting him to be. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, where's his family? Like, we are learning this information for something, right? Um, there was a lot of new information that they were dropping on us that, and this episode went nowhere. So I'm just wondering, like, what are these breadcrumbs leading to? Because as of now, um, like, for instance, um, the berries moved onto the metahuman task force at the lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that friendship with Julianne is changing. I'm into where it's going. But then he was out sick. And they made a big point to say he's never been out sick before. And that he's not answering his phone. Yeah. Because he's off with his girlfriend. So, yeah. So I feel like they're trying. To, and so I feel like, okay, that means something. Are they trying to let us to clue us into this is alchemy? But if they are, it's, I don't think they would be that obvious, would they? I don't know. No, I mean, I think it's a giant red herring. Mm -hmm. They're trying to make us be like, it's gotta be Albert. Albert? Alchemy? Come on, they're the (laughs) same guy. Um, But ultimately, as I've said many times, I don't want it to be him. Because, yeah, they are really driving it uh, down our throats. Uh, Not in a harsh way, but uh, (laughs) they're really, like, going, this guy's alchemy. And so, like... I, I think they're definitely setting us up to for a big surprise. And they cast Tom Felton. Is that his name? Tom yes. F. They cast Draco Malfoy. Yeah, he's Draco. And he is, he is like brand. His persona is evil. So, you know, yeah. like, they cast the red herring. They're making it so obvious. Um, I, some of the things I didn't love about this episode were just like how obvious the things were with like Caitlin and like the cuffs that block powers are missing and then there's like a <laughs> slow pan to Caitlin and I was like I wonder if they want us to think Caitlin stole them <laughs> I remember being like Caitlin has them <laughs> I got it they did this for me for you yeah <laughs> um, they kicked off the episode with uh, Kid Flash he's in costume he has a voiceover <laughs> okay so Kid Flash while he's having these dreams he narrates in his dreams is no one going to comment on the fact that he narrates in his dream? I love it. I think that's the greatest thing ever. I don't I don't want to ruin this moment for you. I it, want you to ruin it for her. Ruin okay. this moment for you? Am I going to feel real he dumb? Wa- he, no, no. He was telling Joe. He was telling Joe. No, because he, he wasn't. He okay. Was, the first part of it was not him telling Joe. It was him narrating his own dream. <laughs> It was the best. You're right. <laughs> That's a comic book to me. That's why I think it's like so fun. Right. I love it. Because if Barry gets to narrate his life, so can Wally. Yeah, I'd like to imagine that Barry does that every morning. He's like standing in the mirror being like, <laughs> my name is Barry Allen and I'm the fastest man alive. I went back in time and created this thing called Flashpoint. Like every morning. <laughs> That's his like pep talk for himself. <laughs> yeah. You are beautiful and you can do anything. I love that. <laughs> I really want that. Um, I really... <laughs> Ivan, sorry, Ivan in the chat says I'd narrate my dreams too. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Ivan. <laughs> um, I really liked Joe's explanation for why they're being apprehensive with him getting powers when he said that I just don't trust what comes along with it. 
Mm-hmm. I think that that speech was better than us being like him whining and them saying, no, I'm the dad because I said so. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if it's just like that I love this actor so much, but like when Joe West delivers these like lines, I'm just like, yeah, what he said. Absolutely. What, you mean you're pulling an HR? I agree with this person. <laughs> yes. How dare you? That's what you're doing. Yeah. How dare you? Well, I actually, to jump ahead, I actually think that HR had some actual good, helpful input this episode. Oh, we'll get to HR. Okay, we'll save him for a second. <laughs> um, but I agree. I think that uh, Joe explaining a real reason other than, uh, no, you're right. We don't want you to have these powers because we don't trust you because you're a kid. Um, him going... We don't have these powers because of the things that come with it. And I also think the 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 fact that it is be happening because of alchemy as opposed to the way it happened to the other two. Yeah. I mean, I get the I get the idea from a human standpoint, but from like from a fan standpoint, like I feel like we know that Barry, not Barry, we know that Wally was a good guy on the other earth. So even if he were to merge with his former self or his alternate version, the alternate version of himself, like, I feel like it wouldn't be a bad... I mean, I, you could assume that maybe there are side effects to this whole process, what with the fact that we know that someone has to essentially shed a whole layer of their skin in order to mm-hmm. become their new version of themselves. But, like, again, I still think that, like, it couldn't have been so bad. Like, I thought that he was going to get his powers and then help everyone else out. But I think also, like, a big point not was was that he's a risk taker. Mm-hmm. And he's afraid that he's going to take a risk and get himself killed, as we know is possible. Right. Yeah, and we remember when he was driving cars, and he is a bad boy yeah. who wants to be a good guy. Yeah. yeah. I just really enjoy uh, Keenan Longsdale, the actor yes. who plays him. Yeah. He's great, and he's so sensitive and vulnerable, and that's not like a male characteristic we see on TV a mm-hmm. lot. And I just think it's like a really nice energy that they've added to the show. Yeah. yeah. Totally. He brings a lot of gravity to it. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah! <laughs> gravity, yes! Um, do we think that he got locked up prematurely? I think it's interesting that he agreed with HR that like, as much as I don't like this idea, you should lock me up. I was like, really? That that's your thought? Ooh. Give him the cuffs. Argue with her, Tari. <laughs> but he did, he didn't have power. The cuffs would do nothing to stop him from running away. Like they don't in, inhibit your bodily functions, or maybe they do. Yeah, we don't but, know how they work. <laughs> but like, so I I thought they locked him up at just the right time because they knew that he was a target. So it's basically putting him under protective custody. Mm-hmm. So I don't think of it as imprisoning him, but more. Protecting him from, one, himself, and also from alchemy. I do like that when we saw him locked up, we got to see um, the alchemy getting scratched into the window and saw that it's just in his head. I really appreciated that we saw that because I feel like it's a really important thing that's going to mean something. I agree. What I did not appreciate was that that he didn't have any reading material. A book. A magazine. A DVD player. Like, something to watch. Like, A tablet. I was really upset, That's why he was going crazy. He was bored. (laughs) He wasn't hearing any voices. (laughs) Um, Oh, and we gotta talk about uh, Iris punching him. That was great. So good. I like that she ducked and then socked him. I was like, yeah, girl. Good old glass jaw Wally. (laughs) 
Glass jaw Wallace. Uh, Wallace? I, Wallace. I couldn't Gross. get over the Wallace. I loved it. Alchemy is very proper. Alchemy has a British accent. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I know. Because if he did, everyone would be like, oh my god, it's Draco! But he... I, yeah. We, uh, we had to talk about when they used Wally as bait. And they went in with like a SWAT team mm-hmm. thinking these people with guns were going to be able to take down this supervillain. Mm. Yeah. I don't get the thought process behind that. Well, I mean, it almost worked. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, I guess the idea was just to kind of get him while he was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Especially since, I mean, they didn't know it, but like he had the, the stone in the wall. So like all of his powers were pretty much uh, inaccessible at that moment. Uh, so it, it would basically be the same as if someone goes into a drug den and, yep, it's a drug Go den. Go on. Yeah, someone goes in there and is like, I'd like to buy some drugs. And the guy's like, hey, I have all the drugs you need. And then the cops are like, that's all we need. And they go and raid the drug den. Sometimes there's a shootout, but other times they take I, down the bad guy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to push back on this because there's magic involved. There's powers. There's like... Yeah. But they also had the flash with them. So, I mean, they figured it was fighting with fire. I'm, I'm speaking I just, for them. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, when they said, like, on your knees, Alchemy said, oh, sorry, and got on his knees. I was like, this is not going well, and why don't they know that? But also, once he's on his knees, like, everyone's seen uh, uh, any movie where someone wears a mask. You take the mask off then. That's yeah. when you take the mask off. Like, he's he's yeah, down. The Commedia mask? The, the Commedia dell'arte? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, though, it might not matter. Because, so here's the thing I was thinking about when you guys were talking about the Wallace uh, comment. Mm-hmm. Is that he only referred to him as Wallace when he was in his mind. But yeah. when he was in person, he was Wally. Yes. Um, I did and, notice that. Yeah. And when The Rock called out to him, uh, he al- it also referred to him as Wallace. So there's a chance that the rock itself is the the bad guy, and the whoever is in the mask is meaningless. Yes, I agree. Like yes. a puppet. Yes. yes, probably, but still, <laughs> I, I think they should have. Everyone in the chat agrees with me about taking off the mask. Like what? Yeah. Uh, Ivan says, "Take the mask off, idiot." Boo <laughs> says, "Why didn't Barry take off Alchemy's mask?" Uh, Kyle says, "Take the mask off." Going off of the, I was going to call it the Sorcerer's Stone, but the, the Philosopher's Stone. The Magic Rock? The Magic, the, the Pop Rocks. Yeah. Going yes. off the Pop Rocks being potentially evil, what the heck from the comic book literature happened to Wally when he touched it and got like absorbed in the cocoon? That's, it's not, that's not uh, canon. That's uh, not. So, no, no, no. Darn it. I think it's the, right? Because we see that once alchemy makes the metahuman we have their snake skin yes i think that's what happened oh right the the husk yeah is that we now are gonna end up with a husk yeah and wally elsewhere so it's like a chrysalis form oh thank you for that insight yeah his his butterfly cocoon (laughs) um i i was just laughing also at my notes because it says these are three bullet points stone (laughs) Yeah, what is Listens, but no. Guns, and then war. 
Oh, great. <laughs> so that was that scene, in case you missed it. <laughs> Anyone need a further recap? <laughs> um, tell me about this new villain, Copernica. What? <laughs> what was her name? Cornelia? Uh, <laughs> Sav- uh, Savitar? Yeah, that's what I said. The, sa- yeah, the Saboteur. Just... Yes, Saboteur. A Saboteur? <laughs> yeah. Sabotor. What's her deal? Um, interesting. Uh, uh, well, right. That's interesting. Yeah, right? Huh. Um, so... The God of Speed. Yes. That's all I Does caught. she call herself a god? Um, are we gonna well, are we yes. gonna talk about this? You keep saying she. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Where did you pick up she? Oh, absolutely nowhere. Okay. I was like, <laughs> what did I miss? You're both talking she like, like a I'm feminine crazy. form. Um, um, I would call uh, them gender neutral at the moment. The saboteur. The saboteur? What's it called? Savitar? Savitar? Yes, Savitar. Yes. I want to call... Yeah, okay, so Kyle Kent in the chat says Savitar... Oh, Salvatar is what they say, is a Transformer. Yes! I what? was like, it looks just like We're the We're dealing with Transformers now? No. If anything... It's it, it looked like... No, if anything, it looks like Ultron. Yes. Oh, yeah, that too. But anyways, they're bringing oh, philosophers, a sentinels, a, a philosopher's <laughs> stone, sentinels. and a transformer, and a sentinel, and a centaur. It was half man, half horse. Uh, <laughs> no, it was definitely the um, oh yes from Days of Future Past. The uh, the future, yeah, the uh, future, sentinels. yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it All was. Right, sorry, we keep cutting you off, sorry. Oh sorry. no, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's more things. It's robots. Um, uh, Shredder from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Nice. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm so, picking up what you're putting down, Tari. Yes, thank what you. What about what I put down? <laughs> always. <laughs> always, yeah. <laughs> just, this is the one time where I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, did you not see X-Men Days of Future Past? <laughs> I did not. But, uh, yeah. In the comics, uh, Savitar is uh, basically, if... How do I explain? It's it's real complicated. So um, he was a test pilot, uh, got struck by lightning, and then there are uh, air quotes for the people listening yes. to the audio. Uh, and then essentially became like a self self proclaimed god of speed, um, and did a whole big. Uh, th- there was a whole big issue where they were stealing uh, speed force from different speedsters and things like that. Um, and there was a cult that was devoted to Savitar and things like that. So, uh, super powerful speedster. Uh, long story short. Yeah. Um, it was clearly a speedster in that no one could see him is how fast he was. Yeah. That only Barry could see him. Right. Which is crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, he must be so fast. Every villain we deal with has super speed of powers. Yeah. We're watching The Flash. <laughs> um, that is the one uh, thing that I was hoping they wouldn't do this season is have another speedster bad guy. Um, though, if you're going to have a speedster bad guy, it might as well be like the speedster bad guy. You know what I mean? Is there a the speedster bad guy? Is that the god of speed? Right, yeah. So it's like the if you were to, if keeping in with the X-Men... Yes. Uh, analogy. Please. It's like the apocalypse of speedsters. Mm. 
Ooh, I got it. They're blowing a big wad on season three, baby. <laughs> yes. Um, it was a very small moment, but at one point, Barry says, there is no Flash without Iris West. Aww. And I could, like, see, like, flower petals, like, flowing in the wind <laughs> on my Twitter timeline. Um, I just thought it was a really nice moment that they, like, snuck into this episode. And I appreciated it. Because I also appreciate it because these relationships, they can't show us every step on the ladder. And so to have them be like, this is not a dating episode for them, but look, they're still going strong. This is still part of the show. I, I just appreciate touches like that. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, th- I like that they're still... <laughs> not that I like that they're still together, but like I like that we've, we've kind of talked about it on the show in the first season that um, essentially... Like Iris wasn't given a lot to do, and now she's a, she's a lot more part of the team. And I like that now that she's heard that she was essentially Team Flash in the other universe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of motivating her to want to do more on the team. Um, and I I love that. I I want Reporter Iris back still um, <laughs> because I miss Reporter Iris because she was great. She was really daring and really like she had so much agency. Um, and I think that, like, they're reclaiming that now, and I like that that moment, um, was also included with a, a little nudge to her, her love life. It's like, we're in love now, I can be my own person again. I agree. Um, I definitely agree. I like that we have this relationship and that it's going strong, but I also agree that, like, I want to see her do her job. <laughs> like, she has a job. And we see Joe go to work. We see Barry go to work. Girl's going to get fired if she does not go to work. But, like, the devil's advocate of that is that you were saying earlier how busy the episode was. So we couldn't see, like, another clip. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> Maybe next episode. Yeah. I just, I every other episode, show her at the office. Yeah. Leaving the office, arriving, like. Saying, I just I'm, got back from the office. I'm going to the office. Like, just let us Watching know. the office. <laughs> that she hasn't been fired. I agree. Um, And then the other big relationship, the heart of this story, not the heart of this story, the heart of this episode, uh, was the Caitlyn Sisko. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yes, I agree that we have argued multiple times you don't keep secrets from each other on this team. The entire first few episodes of this season was about Barry not keeping secrets and not lying to them. So, yes, Caitlyn should have told them. But, Sisko, you do not out someone. You never out someone that is not your place. And even says, it's not my job. And she's like, it's not your job. But he does it anyway. I agree. You don't out somebody. It was just, it felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get that that's what she was feeling. Maybe they're trying to make us feel that way too. But um, I was cheering in the episode when she tells Cisco. Yes. I have powers. It was, it was what I've been waiting for all season. And... I think that him outing her in front of the entire crew, it's out of character for him. He's a good friend. He's trustworthy. So when mm-hmm. he did that and he had no remorse, and then the writers had the gall to have Gaitlin come and apologize to him yeah. for getting mad, I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. I'm devil's advocating. Oh, uh, I mean, too. she put him in a very difficult position. One, he we've seen in previous seasons that he's terrified of her becoming... Killer Frost, and essentially the longer that she keeps it to herself, that is less time that they have to solve the problem. 
Uh, I think his timing was terrible because they mm-hmm. were in the midst of a crisis. <laughs> um, but, like, I think that it was building up inside of him so much that he couldn't focus on anything else. So getting it off of his chest allowed him to focus on the issue at hand. Yeah, but he should have... I just feel like it's not his place to out her, and he should have pushed her to out herself, to come out. And it's really important that she were the one to do it. Um, Especially, I really don't like that she then came and apologized. But um, he then had the cojones to (laughs) (laughs) to vibe her and then keep a secret from her after being so like, you have to tell everyone. I also think that that was such a small clip that we saw of them fighting. It could have been over anything. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, I feel like, I still feel like it's going to turn out that it was a training session. Like, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to control your powers. And she's like, cool. Yeah. I was thinking it was one of those, um, we're going to go and pretend to fight things. It could have been anything. Yeah. Right. I, I... So tell, I just also don't know how much to expect for powers changing people's self-control and willpower. That's like a big theme of the episode for Caitlin, for uh, Wally, mm-hmm. excuse me, Wallace. <laughs> um, I, I just don't know how much to, this is Caitlin we know and trust, like, will she be able to fight it at all? Will they be able to reason with her? Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think the idea is that the more the colder she gets, also air quotes, um, the more she loses touch with her emotions, and so she all so she basically becomes like a a psycho or a sociopath. I don't remember which one is technically correct, um, but so she is more morally gray, leaning more towards morally evil, in that um, she'll always choose the the easiest way. Um, when it comes to survival yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Alley Cat Diva in the chat says, more than Cisco, I thought Barry was a bit of an ass when he went to talk to Caitlin later. Like, instead of talking about how she felt, Barry went on and on about how we ruined the timeline. And I agree. Like, Barry, be supportive. Okay, and yeah, see, to me, that's annoying, but that's not out of character. Right. <laughs> True. You know, I, I think that in that moment, you see Barry taking on all of the responsibility for mm-hmm. all the problems of the world, and that very much is in line with him. Yeah. But I have to wonder, what is that going to lead him to do? Mm. You know, I effed this up, and how am I going to fix it? Because I think historically, he can like take on these problems and do something drastic. Yeah. And, and that's how Flashpoint happened. Right. Um, another interesting thing about that scene with Barry and Caitlin is after he tells her that it was basically all his fault and he leaves the room, there's this look on her face where she's kind of realizing that he ruined her life. Um, and I, I, I like that they're kind of planting the seeds of what essentially turns her against the team. Mm. That's a great moment to pick up on. Yeah. Huh. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the other person we need to mention is Cecile. Oh, yeah. She's back in the mix. Oh, her and Joe were like, we don't know how to be subtle. We're just going to be real flirty and vulgar. And I like (laughs) it. Except for when HR ruins the date. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, (laughs) can we talk about HR and his face? Oh. Oh, you mean his transmorgification with light refraction? Yeah. Um, 
So I'm sorry, I just love the smug look on Jeff's face. Dreadsmogrification. <laughs> well, the listeners can't see me reading it, so it's perfect. Um, and the rest of the world sees this other face, but we don't, from the flash of light. Yeah. It was a stretch. It's, it's their way of saying, um, for the rest of this story arc, please remember that we can see him as uh, Tom Cavanaugh, but the rest of the world sees a different face, and we're just not going to deal with that again. <laughs> yeah. That's what that was. It all, Also, you can, like, and he found it in his bag, right? Mm-hmm. You can find one of those things in your bag. You can find another one if it's going to help the storyline. You can't do this every episode. <laughs> you know? Like, so they got their one. There's maybe one more this season that I'll allow. I will not allow more. <laughs> I don't know. I think he should keep pulling out sweet, sweet Earth-19 tech. Uh, anything that's the most convenient thing. He's like, I found these foot massagers that also <laughs> stop bad guys. I felt like he pulled out a sonic screwdriver and I went, oh, no. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Doctor Who. For those who might not be, he has a sonic screwdriver, which can do anything. Yeah. It can do anything but open doors that are made of wood or super locked. <laughs> yes. That sounds weird. Yep, but that's I, what he pulled out. I will say that, like, this version of HR, like, he's... I, I, I liked him the most in this episode. I think he's, like, finally finding his groove, and he's finding his... where he fits in with this team. Mm. So he was the one that told Cisco pull up video cameras, let's see if we can find Shade's first victim. Yeah. When, that he killed him. I was like, yes, we need this, this HR. He was finding his place. Yeah. And it was beautiful Except for that everything he said, he would go, I agree with this person, even though it was his idea to begin with. Though, I felt like what he was doing was he was taking that person, like he would make a thing, and then he'd say, this was that person's idea. And then everyone would be like, yay, yeah, yeah, that person just said that. And he's like, good, go talk to that person. Like, I felt like he was trying to throw credit away from himself. Which kind of, so I don't want to get into predictions, but I have a big old prediction and his stupid um, museum idea. Stupid. Oh, I want to talk about I that like too. I that idea. Oh, you know what? Let's segue right to predictions. We're done here. Great. Because <laughs> I have a lot to say. Um, oh, really? Yes. Fantastic. Um, I wrote that down as well. Tell me what you think. Okay, so I think this whole alternate face thing, right? Because I don't trust whoever the his, like, partner is in Earth-19, right? right? So I'm... My theory is that the man that we got was the partner and not Wells. Oh. And that he took Wells's face. And so then when he does the face switch, we're seeing the real person. This is another person impersonating yes, Wells. Yes, it was very much... <laughs> I went, uh, it's, it's Eobard. We're doing this again. That was my theory. Okay, so where does that work into the museum? Um, I, I'm not sure. Okay. The museum confused me. Well, I... It, no. It, no, no, please. No, you go. Okay, fine, I will. Yeah. I wrote please. it down just because they, like, you know, like we said, like, they're, it's an, uh, they, don't, they don't hide things. It's an yeah. obvious show. So when he's talking about the museum, he has a poster board, and then he ends the scene by being like, remember the museum. I was like, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. I just have to wonder, like, are they turning this into a museum? And then, isn't Earth 2... Laboratories is that a museum? Because we didn't we see a tour guide. I don't going know that it's a museum, it but I know too? there are tours. Oh, okay. I just wonder if we're going into that realm. 
People really like my idea about the face being the other fit guy. Oh, sure. Just read the comments to support you. Yeah, I do. That's, that's <laughs> why okay. I read the comments. Um, what were you going to say about the museums? Yeah, Atari? museums. Um, I love the idea, mostly because, one, uh, he's right that everyone who everyone will start to realize that, hey, the Flash is always going to Star Labs, and also, these people work at Star Labs. I'm going to kidnap these people. Yes. Um, and Star Labs has been essentially non-functioning since the particle accelerator explosion. So, like, I think that this will give, one, ample cover for them, and it'll allow them to keep bringing in revenue, because that place surely doesn't pay for itself. Mm. Uh, so I think I think it's a great idea. I, he shouldn't be the face. I think Cisco should be the face, but, like, oh, yeah. I love the idea. Wasn't Cisco the face in Flashpoint? Yes. Um, love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people in the chat are talking about a Flash museum from the comics. Yes. So there's a Flash museum in the comics, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the same thing as what um, uh, HR is suggesting. No. It He's suggesting change. it could change. But his idea is a Star Labs museum. Right. Which I think is what he means is a memorial for all the people who were killed. <laughs> right. right? So far, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to see Star Labs like back to its like working glory. As and, a lab? Um yeah. as yeah, a scientific research place. And they can bring uh Christina what's her name back? Uh the blonde, elderly elderly blonde woman that was oh, in the original Mercury Flash. Labs. Mercury yeah. Labs, Christina not Chang. Christina ah. Christina. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Martina. Uh, uh, the one who played the same actress was yeah. in the original series. McGee. McGee, Christina McGee. Nice. <laughs> Similar to Chang. Yeah, very <laughs> close. Um, I, I mean, when JJ, Zoom J, showed up to begin with, and he was like, I, um, I figured it out because I see this part, like, you put the places where he keeps going to, you figure it out. It's just very easy to figure it out. I feel like even putting a museum there is not going to solve the problem of everyone figuring out that one, Barry Allen is very clearly the Flash, um, and two, the people involved are the two people who still work at Star Labs. Right. That said, I think it would be really interesting if they make it known that this is where the Flash works, and or like make the metahuman, um, what's that department that? Julian runs right the Meta CSI. Thank you. If the Meta CSI now works from Star Labs, that would actually make a lot more sense. Yeah, I, think. Uh, I just tend to think of those places as being more like shrouded in secrecy. Right, but the Meta CSI could easily work from Star Labs okay, because they true. have the facility, and then it explains why Barry's always there. Yeah, I mean, right. if they got Julian on their side, he'd be a great team member. Too. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah. Um, looking ahead at other villains, there are three more unaccounted for husks. Yes. I wonder what the other villains in the season will be then. If this is just like so far, they've all been from husks, you know, like yeah. these, these uh, the Flashpoint villains. So there's three more. So where else are they going to come from? Mm. Once we wrap this little like, mini storyline up. I don't know. Like, do do you guys think that there is only like I thought that there might just be one more left. So, um, uh, Alchemy, not Alchemist, (laughs) um, 
You don't came. deserve that. <laughs> oh, so, no, that was a reference. I um, know, you didn't deserve that. To the um, book, The Alchemist? No. Yes. Okay. Um, alchemy, I think, came from, was one of the husks, and you have to assume oh. that Savitar is from the husk. So there might be one more that's oh. uh, gotcha. hanging about. Interesting that you would think that. Yeah. I think the saboteur is not a husk. <laughs> and that is what I will continue to call her. Because I like that you guys are saying her. She's a god. Yeah. S. Okay. So the next upcoming episode is called Killer Flash. No, I made it up. Wait, Killer <laughs> Frost. <laughs> yes. Okay, the next episode's about Killer Frost. Right. Yes. And this is the one that's directed by Kevin Smith, yes? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh. I just got so excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for it. I have, like, nothing that I can, like, even, like, ex- I have nothing to predict. <laughs> well, how do you guys think that, uh, based on the preview, they obviously get away from uh, Savitar and, and uh, Alchemist. Uh, alchemy. Alchemy. <laughs> alchemist. Be, uh, be art thou no. for the people. No. Um, <laughs> but, so. <Yes>! Uh, <laughs> how do, you... do not encourage him. Yes. Well, he knows uh, that's my favorite anime, that's why. It really is. That's Alexis in the booth. She's been fired. Go on. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. I'm leaving it on the wide. <laughs> uh, how do you guys think that they escape? Very carefully. Oh, great. I think we're opening on the episode of him letting, or of Al, um, Saboteur letting go of the Flash and running away. <laughs> like, that's where I think we're going to start. Um, I wonder if, like, Wally has the stone and, like, shines it. On the centaur. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, ah, light. I need like a tan all over, not this one area. And she runs. I think we've lost it. I think so, too. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything productive to say before I say, cue the music? Um, yeah, A. Wilson in the chat says, snoochie boochie noochies. Yeah. These uh, references mean nothing to me. Kevin's <laughs> Loved it. Needed to be done. Fantastic. <laughs> um, Tiana will be back next week. Yes. You can find her at Tiana Hobson. The uh, Tiana Hobson. You can find her at the Tiana Hobson. Yes. Uh, Yell, where can the good people find you? You can find me everywhere at Yell Teagle. And tomorrow at 1 p.m., I will be on Screen Junkies, The Flash and Friends. So excited, representing AfterBuzz. Uh, also, I have a podcast. It's called Intimate Interrogations. It is free on iTunes and Stitcher. Sometimes it is filthy. Sometimes it is not. Uh... We of the Armstrong family can be found at Tari J, T A R I J A Y. Also on the DC slate, Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, catch me there. Awesome. And I tweet from Jeff Masters one. I also interview different interesting and influential members of the LGBTQ community on the podcast LGBTQ and A. Peter Page was on this week. Yay. Also, it's Trans Awareness Week. Last week, we had Bambi Salcedo on, a legendary activist. So check it out, and we'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 